Welcome to Reconciling Grace, a program where church leaders discuss various topics from the Bible. During the discussions, there may or may not always be agreement from every panel member on every point, but there is full agreement on the fact that the way to God the Father is through the reconciling grace of Jesus Christ. Welcome to Reconciling Grace. This is Pete Vecchi, and it's good to be with you today for another episode of this podcast. Joining me today are Pastor Josh Kugel and Pastor Don McDonald, and we are going to be talking about a subject that came from something Josh wrote that was called Morbid Wednesday Thoughts. Well, you may not be listening to this on a Wednesday, um, but, but Josh, would you like to share a little bit more about that, what you were talking about? Yeah, um, I, I was just talking about uh, how we've created a culture that tends to avoid talking about death, um, you know, um, facing death. We, we prevent our, our kids. Many people are talking about and almost bragging about they prevent their kids from going to funerals. We don't talk about those things. We put off these big decisions. And I was kind of contrasting that culture with the culture maybe 100, 200 years ago, and maybe even closer if you live out in the country in Illinois. Um, I don't know if you guys have a graveyard, but most churches 100 years ago had a graveyard and the kids would play in the graveyard. And I even go back a little further than that. Most people were were uh, were experienced with death where they would see it frequently. Um, and I even go back even further and talk about how even executions and battles used to be part of our uh, uh, part of our common experience. And now it seems we're night and day from that. And um, part of my presenting that is just to say that every once in a while, I think it's a good idea just to contemplate that we will die. There's no way that you can escape it. Everybody will. Um, and I think that's one of the things, I think that's probably the thing that people are most afraid of. Um, as a matter of fact, if you look at the top fears of people, I know that spiders and snakes are all up there, but the reason we're scared of spiders and snakes snakes is, is indirectly because they could kill us, you know? And, and so I, I just, I think it's healthy to think about death. I think it's healthy and not in a sense, you know, to be kind of morbid about it or anything, but just to recognize, Hey, we're going to die. What should I be doing? Should I be afraid of this? Should I have things in order? Um, all of that kind of stuff. And I'm actually, I, I was just thinking right before we started, I'm preaching on Sunday. I'm making a statement in uh, my sermon, and it simply is this, how you live is a direct reflection of what you believe about God and yourself. So I, I want to say it again really quick. How you live is a direct reflection about what you believe about God and yourself. And one of the points I'm going to make is uh, the, the uh, Gavin Newsom, the governor of California, very strict mask mandate. But you remember what happened that he was caught on camera behind the scenes at a party with just he and his friends and he had no mask at all. And then everybody started accusing him, you know, you don't really believe what you're saying. But I think more for the Christian is that if we live in constant fear of death, if we're frantic and anxiety ridden all the time, as we talk about the, this kind of difficult topic, or if we never talk about it because we're scared to death of it or don't want to deal with it or anything, do we really believe that the moment after our death, we're going to wake up in the presence of Jesus Christ? Um, and, and I think if we really believe that, we're going to live differently. 
Um, we're going to treat people differently. We're going to respond to COVID differently. We're going to respond to, you know, uh, everything. And I'm not talking about, you know, at a funeral, I've been to fun done funerals lately where I, I'm able to say, you know what? Um, we remember when they said a prayer 30 years ago and I'm, they're probably waking. No, I'm talking about, I know that if I were to die today, I'm going to be in the presence of Jesus Christ in a, in a flash and knowing that and still being scared to death of death. Now, I don't want my family to be alone. I don't want them to not be taken care of. Right. I don't want it to be painful, but at the same time, I'm going to close my eyes and open my eyes and Jesus Christ is going to be <laughs> there. And I'm going to be in a place where, you know, at least waiting for a place where there's no more death, sorrow, crying, or pain and in, in, in the presence of God. And it's just really the question of, I don't know if, if not having death around us prevents us from making those connections, or if we really don't believe as strongly what we claim we believe. And so we try to keep death at a, you know, a distance from I us. Think so, so yeah. When we look at the reality of death, um, like you were sort of talking about Illinois, and we do have a cemetery, but it's a wee bit away from us, uh, maybe half mile. But I, I do have a Sunday school teacher that she does junior high, senior high together. And about once every other year, she'll walk them through the cemetery. Hmm. And, and she'll basically say, this is reality. This, you know, and, and you know, uh, I've buried stillborns. You know, we've got some in there that, you know, involved in tragic accidents that died in their mid thirties. And you start, you know, and she'll point out all the different age groups that, you know, death is, is reality for many of us. Um, yeah. and, and I think as a culture, we become deep, we, we sort of try to sanitize. That's what I want to use. Sanitize anything that's negative because we're afraid how people are going to react. And yeah. yet yeah. The, the reality is it's there before us, you know, the reality of death, the reality of, people getting sick, that whole reality is there before us. And I think we, we struggle with how do we balance not overdoing, hey, you're going to die and think about death all the time to, hey, you got to live your life too. Right. And I think that one of the things that, um, that you said there, Josh, was about the fact that yeah you don't want to see your your family suffer or whatever you know after you die i i mean i'm the same way i i don't want my my life to end any sooner than um you know it, it needs to here however i know where i'm going and it's kind of like well if i die i die i would hate to see you know my my family suffer because a loss is a loss i mean yeah even if we you know even if we know that that person is going to heaven, if you, you know, lose a spouse or something, it's kind of like, you know, you don't even want them to be away for a week sometimes, you know? Um, and it's, it's hurtful. It's somebody who you, you, um, you lived with, you grew up with, uh, what I mean, not grew up with, but I mean, grew, grew alongside with for, for years, many times. Yeah. But one of the things that you said, Josh, in, in what you had written, and I really, I really saw that and thought it was kind of interesting that you brought up the statistic, was that we live in a time where our average lifespan 
is, and I'm quoting you, an unbelievable 78.54 years. Yeah. And I like that. Um, and I and I was remembering and I quoted Psalm 9010, which uh says, Our days may come to 70 years or 80 if our strength endures. And here we are, you know, even with all of the humanities progress throughout the years of getting more and more lifespan we still haven't even gotten to that 80 yeah. and really that reminds me that whose hands is this in it's not in human hands yeah it's in yeah. it's in god's hands yeah yeah what's our 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 big our big goal is to, I think, somehow either unseat God or not be ruled by God or to be the, the masters of our own destiny. I think back to the Tower of Babel um, when God had clear instructions for people and they said, no, 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 we're not going to do that. We don't have to take. And so the all of human effort was to to create our own destiny, to un, you know un, unhitch ourselves from God. And I think of the human effort right now to either roll back aging or to there's a, a thing now where they're, they're saying in the next so many years, we'll be able to transfer our consciousness, our memory and everything into computers and live forever in a computer. I can't think of anything more <laughs> wonderful than that. I could have heaven, but let me live in, you know, my PS five, you know, um, I'm sure it'll be different than that, but it, it does seem like man has a, a trajectory that constantly, if, if, if they're not on God's side, they're constantly trying to rid themselves from the shackles that, that they see associated with serving God. And I think you bring that up. You'll have 70 years, maybe 80 years. No, 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 I won't. <laughs> you know, I, I'm not going to, I'm not going to be subservient to anything but me. Right. Or, and, and I, I just, I don't know. I, I think the Christian perspective is just to say, God, I'm going to do as much as I can with the time you give me. But I know when it's my time, I'm not worried. <laughs> right. Well, I mean, that's the human condition too, Josh, is, you know, I heard somebody say this one time at a seminar and, and I, it has stuck with me for a long time. And I mean, there's, I don't want to minimize the Old Testament in any way, shape or form. But the idea what this person was saying was that if you were to summarize very, 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 very broadly what the Old Testament shows, is once humanity fell, is that it shows the <clears throat> fact that humans are constantly trying to find a way to do things to either reach God or to not need God. Mm. But they that the Old Testament though also shows the fact that they cannot do it apart from yeah. someone who needs to come and make that way to God, who of course we know is Jesus Christ. Yeah. But the idea that you brought up the Tower of Babel is just so perfect because humans, the tendency is, and it, it even was at, at the Garden of Eden, was they wanted to be like God. They mm. wanted to be able to do these things, even though God said, no, don't do that. They said, well, wait a minute, there's got to be more. We can do this. So we want to control our own destiny. And we think that we are able to do that. And, and let's face it, in this world today, look at all the things we're going through right now with COVID, with um, all the things we've gone through with the turmoil in our elections. Um, what was going on through all of that was all about how humans are going to fix all this. 
It's going to be done with making sure everybody gets a chance to vote or making sure we have our elections uh, properly done or making sure we all wear masks or making sure we all have vaccinations. Why, why haven't the churches just come together and said, we need to have a huge crusade to seek God in all of this? You can't get together, Pete. I know that's the point. <laughs> I, I wonder, Pete, if, 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 and just the question is, if you look at the church, the, the church, Big C Church through the pandemic, would you believe that we are a people who don't need to fear death? Would I believe that? Oh, you mean from our actions? Just watching. Do you see a difference in the way we've responded? A difference from the world? No. Okay. I not, not, not generally. I mean, there are some. We've become we've become divided on the same lines, mm-hmm. but I don't know. It just seems that I mean, we are so worried about death, and that death is to be avoided at all costs. I think those were your words, and I also keyed yeah. off on that word costs because how much is it costing yeah. to avoid yeah. death in in many many ways? You know, we what, put off our, our our death because we are. You know, well, we're willing to take these medications and we're willing to undergo these surgeries. Or at some point, it gets to the point where I think I might finally say it's not worth the fight. Yeah. You know, I don't know. I know I, uh, I, and I don't want that to happen anytime soon. Don't misunderstand me. Yeah. But all I know is Paul says, what, what does Paul say about death? He says, for me to for, for me to live as Christ, but to die is gain. Yeah. So he gives, I think, a motivation for one, but then ultimately, um, we're people that believe there's no reason to fear death. Mm-hmm. Um, but again, I want to take care of my family. I want to be healthy. I and 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 let's be honest. I'm a little scared of death. <laughs> sure. sure. I know, and, and and I've devoted my life, and I I to be, to me to be honest, I, I'm working so much in apologetics and things like that. I feel faith-wise as confident as I've ever felt about what's coming the step after death. But I'm still, <laughs> why, why is that? I, I, th- I think the hardest question I've had over the years dealing with death, and it was from a dear saint who I loved, is he says, you know, Pastor, I have to walk that lonesome valley by myself. Because, you know, besides Jesus coming back, who else has come back to tell us about the experience of death? Mm-hmm. You know, and, and I think, you know, even sitting here waiting for my brother, even sitting here waiting for my brother to die, which will probably be in the next 24 hours, the conversation mm-hmm. I had with him was quite simple. And it's because of our upbringing. When you have a grandfather who fought five years in World War I and saw all that death, the reality is when it's your time, it's your time. Mm-hmm. But we're, from an existential viewpoint, we're, we're scared of that reality. Mm-hmm. And if anything, you know, we need to understand that death for a Christian in particular is a passing into something more grander than we can't even fathom. Right. But for those that are not Christian, mm-hmm. it's an ending. Mm-hmm. And, 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 then, I suppose. and I think from a cultural viewpoint, the culture is saying it's an ending. 
Yeah. Yeah. I think from Paul's perspective, though, Paul would say, look, you personally have everything to gain when you die. Right. But you have a mission here Mm -hmm. for people that don't. Right. And, And I almost wonder if we need to change our perspective to I'm trying to avoid death at all costs because I'm scared of it. I'm afraid of it. I, I don't know what's coming or some, or, or I don't want to end here to God has something for me here. And I don't necessarily just want to give that up because I'm not scared to die. Mm-hmm. Um, there's somebody that I know that is in danger of, of, of hell that is in danger of missing out on what Jesus has done for us. And if I live, that's what I want to devote my life to. But if I die, waking up in the presence of jesus yeah yeah right well that's part of um what we're born with though we have this self-preservation i want to call it instinct within us i mean otherwise i think that every time you know somebody became a christian why wouldn't they just run out and go try to stand in front of the first uh, murderer who's who's going to kill somebody else and say that's it i'm going to go die instead you know um, there's, there's something about it that, that we have to understand that life is precious. Absolutely. We believe that this life that God has given us on this earth is precious. And we are to, the Bible says, redeem the time that he has given us. So we need to live in such a way that will glorify God. That doesn't mean that we need to fear death, but it doesn't mean we have to look forward to it either. I mean, um, we, we, need to make sure though i believe that our priorities are right and that we need to look to god and we need to look to god is the one we need to follow rather than humans Mm -hmm. and we need to show humans that there is a god there is a savior named jesus christ who has provided the way to god the father and he is the only way that you are going to have an eternal life that is paradise. Yeah. I, I think, I think Pete, as you say that the reality of, and it was a conversation, my, one of my last conversation I had with my brother is, as I've said, he's passing away right now was I have a choice to fear or love. And after he got the ALS diagnosis, he was laying in, in the bed overnight in the hospital at Dartmouth in Boston. And this young nurse came in and she looked rather distraught. And Dave looked at her and says, well, you know, what's wrong? Why are you so distraught? And she looked at him saying, haven't you just been diagnosed with ALS? And he says, yeah, but ALS is just a disease. Who I am is I, I want to hear your concern. I want to hear what's going on in your life so I can care for you. You know, uh, and the young the young nurse looked at him and says, "I don't think I'm going to forget this anytime soon." Yeah. I wonder, um, and this is this is a little bold to say, but I wonder once the answer once your answer is had about when you're going to die, and that kind of thing, if that frees you to really put things into perspective too. It, it did for him yeah. on a personal level, you know, because we are raised in Christ. We we you know we we've had the most broken dysfunctional family you want we have it yeah and yet there was a sense we always had you know uh the thought in our mind you know danny worry the lord is on the throne 
no, that's scotch for don't worry the lord is on the throne that that lordship's been there since we've been small lads and and i think you know when when we're talking about the reality of death we need to understand that god can use death to bring victory mm. which he did mm -hmm. in jesus yeah but I think how we look at death can bring victory mm -hmm. you know yeah. um i i think the hardest thing for me to deal with more is just death is so unnatural for the human existence because we weren't created we weren't for it. yeah yeah it, you know the soul is being ripped apart the mm -hmm. soul is being and that's why we fear it and i think you know when i look over uh, our culture I, I think the reality of death is you can't control it right and that's the thing we want to be in control as human beings yeah. and again we're trying to do it without god we what i'm saying i shouldn't say we are trying to do it without god i'm talking about just in general human beings tend to focus on the human uh solutions um i think i there's one there's a topic i think i would like to try to work on sometime for another episode about um what are our tower of babbles in this culture today yeah. you know i think that might be an interesting way i, I have some ideas i don't want to go too far afield on that now um but we can't but, squirrel that then pete we could squirrel to that you know give you something to do <laughs> yeah well, well we'll we'll work on that for another time um we're we're at about uh 22 minutes into this here today so I'm just thinking that, you know, if, if there's anything else we want to share, Josh, do you have anything you wanted to kind of yeah. conclude with or what? I almost, I almost wonder if sometimes we mistake our, our purpose, our mission and, and in the church and for Christians, I think we do this too, is that we often think that we're here for self-preservation or to take care of our family or to, uh, to be productive at work or, or something like that. But, you know, really scripture makes it clear that we're here for the glory of God. That's why we were made um, and I think if we're going to live, living life to its fullest, taking the most advantage of our life is, is spreading the glory of God, bringing glory to God and all that. And I just want to, I, I think the Christian directive is to do that in your life and do that in your death um, and, and not to mistake the reason we're here. Um, I think or watching TV for so long, you can get it in your head. You know, you need to eat right. You need to do all this. And I completely agree with that. We need to take care of our body. It's a blessing from God. I completely agree, but we don't take care of our body for the sake of taking care of our body. Um, we take care of our body in order to glorify God. Um, and I, I don't want to be, I don't want anything I'm doing to be a hindrance to God being glorified in my life. And so I, I just really think sometimes we put things in the wrong perspective we miss why we're here. And so maybe it just all comes down to look as a Christian, when I live, I want to live to live as Christ, you know, to live as bringing him glory, live as putting his needs above or his desires above my desires and all of that. But so, and, and also, so if I want to live, it should be for that purpose. If I want to die, it's because I want to be in his presence, praising him. So I, I don't know, just, just a thought. And, and I think, too, what, what I did as a youth pastor years ago at uh, my Greenwood Reformed Church, I, I had all the kids write their own epilogues for what they wanted to put on their uh, gravestone. And the intention is, how do you want to live life? 
as as you go forward. You know, mine is well done, thy good and faithful servant, and still crazy after all these years. That's been my 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 thought from the very beginning. You know, um, I I'm very comfortable with doing that. I think you know, as I'm thinking about it, Pete, and you're reconciling grace. Uh, people listening to this podcast is I challenge them to write their epilogue. Mm-hmm. And the reason being is that will give you a, a vision, a drive to where you want to put your energies while you're here. It's a small amount of time. We're really here. If you really think or, about it, or maybe have somebody else write your epilogue. Yes. <laughs> and, and, and see how disappointed you may be. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Those, that, you know, we're laughing about that, but that is so, so true, Josh. So true. Yeah. Um, so he was always right. (laughs) (laughs) He was always right about being wrong. No. (laughs) So, well, um, I want to thank you, Josh, for bringing this up. It's a tough subject. Don, I, I can't stress enough how much I do appreciate your sharing this, especially at this time when we had had this, um, we had had this episode scheduled to record for quite a while. And then all of a sudden you got the news about your brother within the last 24 hours or so about his immediate, immediate, like almost uh, leaving this world. And, and we do praise God because he, he does know Jesus. Hey, can, can I ask you guys a quick question? Maybe it'd be a good kind of ending. Sure. You guys have, you guys have both done plenty of funerals. I have to tell me that there's anything better that, any any better gift somebody who has recently departed could have given their loved ones than knowing jesus christ oh amen i i i think the greatest compliment i get josh with the funeral sermons especially those who are believers is they they make it real clear to me when they're passing away preach preach the gospel preach the gospel preach the gospel and Mm -hmm. and i'm not shy about that you know this is what you know, as they face their mortality, as they face their death, they know where they're going. Now, what about you? Yeah. Yeah. But man, what, what peace you have as a family. Yeah. Knowing. Yeah. And to me, that's not one, you know, they, they may have said a prayer 50 years ago, I think maybe. Yeah. But knowing that they love Jesus. Yeah. And, And that's the only way that I know of to comfort the families because the funerals that I have done generally have been for believers. Yeah. And, and it's been like, and I've also known that in that same audience, same crowd, same funeral, there may be those who do not believe. Mm-hmm. And so I, I, I almost always try to make sure that people know, Hey, this person who died, knows, knew Jesus, knows Jesus, knows Jesus is the only way to God, the father. And we can see this, this person again, as long as we all know Jesus as well. And that's one of the things that, that um, I try to help people take comfort in during a funeral. Amen. So, well, Josh, and as I said, Don, both of you, I appreciate all your words on all this today. And uh, I want to thank our audience for listening. And as always, if you have any questions or comments, please feel free to uh, contact us. You can do so by sending an email to rg at faithandfriendsradio.com. And I want to thank you once again for listening to another episode of Reconciling Grace. Thank you. 
This has been Reconciling Grace. If you have a comment or a question for our panel, or if you would like to invite one or more of our panelists to share with your church or group, please send an email to rg at faithandfriendsradio.com. And thank you for listening to Reconciling Grace. Reconciling Grace.